There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. What's going on, everyone? It's Wednesday, February 8th. I'm Zachary Crockett here with Rob Litterst, and you're listening to The Hustle Daily Show. All right, so Mark Zuckerberg has gotten a lot of crap from people about the metaverse stuff. He's been made fun of ruthlessly on social media, but that is not stopping him. Today, we're going to be talking about how Meta is really doubling down on its whole Horizon Worlds thing in 2023. What is that going to look like and how might it turn out? We've got the story, but first, let's take a look at what else is going on in business and tech. Microsoft launched what the New York Times called a coming out party for AI yesterday. In a partnership with OpenAI, the company unveiled a new Bing search engine that is going to use AI to call results. Microsoft has invested $13 billion into OpenAI, and it has given the company billions of dollars in computer resources as a part of that partnership. The U.S. trade deficit rose 12.2% in 2022 to a record high of $948.1 billion. Exports of goods slipped to a 10-month low in December, and that's largely due to a cooling global demand, and also the price of crude oil has fallen considerably. That's one of the U.S.'s top exports. Some things go up, others go down. Australian venture capital funding dropped 30% in 2022 compared to 2021, with startups raising around $5.1 billion in U.S. money. But six Aussie startups also managed to still become unicorns somehow, including the social media startup Linktree. Edmonton-based company Jobber raised $100 million. The company provides operations management software for home services like plumbing and heating. Jobber also notched about $100 million in revenue in 2022. (laughs) Apparently, home repairs are not affected much by economic downturns. Getty Images is suing the AI image generator Stable Diffusion with claims that the company stole over 12 million of its copyrighted photos. And apparently, the AI generator even picked up the Getty logos when they scraped the images. Getty's lawsuit is seeking $150,000 per infringement. That works out to about $1.8 trillion. Good luck, Stable Diffusion. You're going to need it. And lastly, egg prices might finally see some relief soon. Wholesale egg prices have fallen by more than 50% since December. It's still unclear if that'll trickle down to retail prices, but it is a promising sign. And with that, let's talk Meta. Rob, (laughs) Meta's become kind of like the internet's joke in some ways this year. They're punching bags, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, in the face of that, Mark Zuckerberg, instead of sort of backing down to user feedback. He's really doubling down on this whole thing. What's his move here? What's going on? Big picture. Yeah. So the interesting thing here is Meta's business 
is in great shape. Like they destroyed their last earnings call. The stock has been soaring hmm. since that happened. I think they have like 3 billion monthly active users. They have 2 billion daily active users. They have an unbelievable suite of products when you look at Facebook, hmm. WhatsApp, and Instagram. And I mean, you know, all of them have their faults, right? But at the end of the day, like that is just a colossal aggregation of users. It is. And yeah. internet apps. It's, it's unbelievable. But to your point, all of these moves that they're making in these kind of adjacent spaces, specifically the metaverse, really just kind of make it so easy to make fun of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've plowed, like you said, I think $16 billion into the metaverse and into VR. Mm -hmm. And now Zuck is ultimately trying to target children with Horizon Worlds, which is really interesting to me because I feel like the last time we talked about Horizon Worlds, we were talking about it as this platform for work. Yeah. They yeah. made this big partnership with Microsoft and they were talking about how you're going to be able to, you know, create pivot tables with your fingers and virtual yeah. reality or whatever it is. Yeah. The virtual conference rooms. Yeah. Exactly. And now they're talking about moving their focus to kids and I think games, which I mean, it makes sense. Like if you look at this from like a really high level and you think about VR and like who's going to love VR, like it makes sense that kids would like this, but mm -hmm. I don't think I need to remind you that Meta doesn't have the best track record with young people. No. Exhibit A, you know, Instagram causing anxiety and depression among teenage girls. I think yeah. a lot of the stuff that was kind of unpacked by the whistleblower, Francis Hagen, revealed a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So it feels like a really risky move for them to go in this direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean- I feel like much of the negative criticism around technology has been when the conversations around children come up. Are kids spending too much time on screens? What are the psychological impacts of all this time spent on social media, et cetera? So in one sense, it seems like a bizarre move to focus on kids, uh, which is arguably one of the more controversial demographics in technology. But also what I find funny about this is, and I have no evidence for this, but it's almost as if Zuck is like giving up on existing people. <laughs> like not many people are excited about this, you know, like yeah. uh, millennials don't really seem to care that much about Horizon Worlds. The boomers aren't really getting into it. So now it's almost like Zuck is saying, all right, let's just build a new demographic from scratch right. and get them started young. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I think like targeting kids makes sense because if you get kids to use your product like that's why all of old spices commercials are like stupid and goofy and like men shaped like centaurs or whatever oh, it's like yeah it, they're ridiculous but they appeal to like a 12 or 13 year old boy who's buying his first stick of deodorant mm -hmm. and if he buys old spice then he's going to stick with it for like the next 60 years which is basically <laughs> what's happened to me i'm not i'm not 70 yet but you know i've been using old spice for however long wow the centaur commercials got you i don't know what the old spice commercials Man. were 20 years ago but whatever they were it got me <laughs> I, I honestly think it's just my dad used old spice and that's ah, kind of what okay. hooked me generational deodorant users yeah exactly but i mean i think that's the draw and that's the allure of attracting kids is you have these potential users for decades mm -hmm. and meta's missed the boat on the 13 to 17 year old demographic time and time again i think hmm. they had it for a little bit there with facebook and then definitely with instagram but ultimately like that demographic i think uses snap a lot that's probably the most popular demographic for snap and then tiktok as well and obviously youtube like those i think are like the three platforms that 
kids are spending the most time on. And um, I don't know, it feels like Zuck just wants to check every single box he possibly can to see if they can generate any traffic from that audience. Does. But it just feels like a distraction from their mission. Like, I just think they should continue building out WhatsApp Mm -hmm. and focusing more on kind of being the utility company of the internet and of social media rather than building these weird kind of one-off projects on Horizon Worlds. Mm. They have, you know, Facebook, I think it gets a ton of crap and like people don't really use it for social media anymore, but it's probably the best platform for communities. It's one of them. Yeah. Facebook groups are an incredibly powerful tool. We have one for my neighborhood and it's unbelievable. Like if my wife needs an answer on literally anything going on in the neighborhood, she can get one in five minutes in this Facebook group. It's it's incredible. Right, right. And I mean, I think if they just focus on some of those use cases, they'll be taken a lot more seriously and they won't have to deal with these distractions and these like bad optics for all of these kind of weird strategies that they're pursuing. Sure. And just for reference, Meta has really struggled with retention these past few years. Just between spring and fall of last year, 2022, the percentage of U.S. teens using a VR headset dropped from 17% to 14%. In January, Horizon's weekly retention rate was 11%. So it's been slipping, slipping, slipping. The company's goal is to bring that back up to 20%. And the focus on 13 to 17-year-old demographic here, other platforms have seen fantastic retention and engagement. Roblox, for instance. Right. uh, 46% of Roblox's nearly 60 million users are under the age of 13. So Meta's sort of hoping to replicate some of that magic. Its specific goal is that it wants to reach 500,000 new monthly active users in the first half of 2023 and 1 million by the end of this year. And that's a lofty goal because it's about 200,000 more than the numbers are at today. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned Roblox and they've been hosting games for kids forever, I think basically since their inception. Mm-hmm. And we're literally built for this. And I mean, so like their user base is crazy. You know, they literally kind of built their platform around building games for young kids and have an incredibly active audience on there and a really devoted user base. And even Roblox has gotten in trouble for issues with inappropriate content for kids, right? And they're literally built for this. And I mean, Meta has previous issues already with harassment in Horizon Worlds. I know we reported on that a little while back. So it just feels like they need to be really careful here. I don't know, like if I was just drawing up a strategy of who I don't want to compete with, like Roblox would be really high on the list. I mean, they have an incredibly engaged audience. They have this developer ecosystem where people are creating games on the Roblox platform and the incentive structure is aligned really well for them to continue creating games there and making a ton of money doing it. I don't know. I see Meta struggling here. And I mean, the the numbers they're talking about are a small fraction of Roblox. So on one hand, I wouldn't really be surprised if they hit them. But I also just, if I were them, I would probably choose a different strategy. Let me ask you this. You have a, a young kid. He's not using screens yet, but he might, you know, in five or six years or so, or maybe mm-hmm. a decade. How are you thinking about these kind of moves as a parent who's bringing a kid into the world? How are you going to approach everything that's going on in technology? Yeah, I, uh, he doesn't look at screens mm-hmm. at all. Like we don't have an iPad. So like we have not given him the iPad to watch YouTube. He's barely watched TV other than Celtics games. Like all he really <laughs> watches is basketball. And my brother-in-law coaches college basketball. So like uh-huh. he's just obsessed with basketball right now. It's all he wants to watch. So 
I will happily turn that on for him and watch it with him. But beyond that, I mean, I think we haven't given it a ton of thought because technology is moving so quickly that the situation could be a lot different in a few years than what it is right now. Right. I think we both kind of fear it, though. Like the biggest thing that I fear is the peer pressure that comes from going to school and all of his friends having iPhones and him just feeling left out and feeling like he needs one Hmm. and us caving under that at some point, which I I don't expect us to do, but Hmm. I feel like it's going to be a hard needle to thread to make a case for why he doesn't need one when all of his friends have them. Hmm. But yeah, I don't feel great about it. For me, I think kids like rules and they like structure. And so with any of this stuff, I feel like we're definitely just going to have really firm rules on it. Like you can use the VR headset for 30 minutes a day or, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I I don't know if we'll even get one of those, but any technology that he's using or has, I think we're going to put some pretty tight guardrails on. Sure. Yeah, it's funny, like, you know, people from the boomer generation remember a childhood of just sort of like playing outside and roaming around in fields like miles away from their house by themselves. Totally. And then we sort of, in the 90s, we entered this like helicopter parent era where, you know, parents were a little more reticent to let their kids go out and play in the street and kids stayed inside a lot more. And now we're in like this new digital era where kids are spending more time on screens. (laughs) It's kind of weird how like this sort of so-called helicopter parenting era is going to collide with technology because all of these parents who might be a little more nervous to let their kids go out and play in the streets, those kids are now sitting in their rooms in virtual worlds, maybe being exposed to things that are, you know, no less nefarious than the real world. (laughs) Totally, totally. I mean, my mom always tells the story. My grandpa was like the super loud whistler. Like he could whistle (laughs) and you'd hear it anywhere. And like her and her siblings would just be out and about in the neighborhood. My grandpa would whistle when it was dinner time. I could literally hear him from like a mile away. And so they would know that that was like when they came home. And like that kind of old school sensibility is so romantic and like such a cool throwback idea. And now it's like, to your point, you've just got kids camping out in their rooms. Mm -hmm. It goes along with all these other trends, like houses are getting bigger. People are having less kids. So people have more room to themselves within houses and less of a kind of natural incentive to engage with each other. It's scary stuff, honestly. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest challenges in parenting right now is figuring out how to handle devices and limitations on that. Sure. And closing it out by just bringing it back to, you know, Horizon Worlds, Meta is planning to do this by partnering with studios. They're going to launch 20 new Horizon experiences with the hope that at least one will be a major hit. Is there sort of a parallel here with different verticals that Facebook had in the past? Yeah, I mean, I think Facebook had this ecosystem of game developers developing for Facebook. So you had like Farmville and Candy Crush. I remember it was like every time I signed in to Facebook for like a year, I got an invite from one of my best friend's dads to play Farmville. And I was like, enough with the Farmville. (laughs) But I mean, they've obviously had these games that really got popular on Facebook. So I think they understand that part of it. And I think they do understand how to incentivize game developers. I think what's less proven is kind of what's going to work there. And that's where it gets really interesting because I feel like Roblox, there's still a power law with Roblox where 
you know, only a certain amount of developers really make a ton of money on their games. A couple of years ago, they had like over a hundred developers make over a million dollars building games on Roblox, but they have wow. a ton of developers. So like, that's a very small portion of the overall developers that are building games, mm-hmm. but people are still trying, right? Because they know the platform is vetted. They're comfortable with the tools. It's just going to be really interesting to see kind of how this ecosystem kind of comes from the ground up. That's what I'm really curious to see. There is the precedent though like you said, with what they did with Facebook. So it wouldn't surprise me if one out of the 20 studios is able to launch something that gets a little bit of popularity and virality. But it's one of those things. You mentioned $16 billion up top. Like If I'm meta, I feel like that money could be more productive elsewhere, if I'm being honest. Sure. But hey, that's what Zuck wants to do. That's what Zuck wants to do. Wants to build the future. All right, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today was Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage for you in our newsletter. And if you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.